Welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective Podcast. We're on a mission to see lives changed by the gospel, one life at a time. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Stone. Today, I have another special guest with me. He is an author, and he is the founder of uh, a ministry called Character That Counts. So today, Rod and I are going to be talking about Christian character, talking what it looks like to have Christian character in our lives with our walk with the Lord. Uh, So with that being said, uh, Rod, I want you to kind of just give a little bit of your testimony, where you come from, uh, how you came to know the Lord, and then talk about uh, your ministry. Great. Well, thanks, Alex. And uh, I grew up in the state of Texas. Uh, My family moved to the state of Washington when I was nine years old. So I'm really more a Washingtonian than than a Texan. And uh, it was there uh, under their guidance and encouragement that I met the Lord uh, at age nine. Uh, so, so early, early believer. But I tell people I really took out a fire insurance policy with Jesus Christ. I wanted to make sure I didn't go to hell someday. So uh, for the next uh, number of years, uh, through my, uh, up to my senior high school, I just uh, did my Jesus stuff on Sunday. And then I, I lived for myself uh, Monday through Saturday. And my my biggest uh, God was my athletic ability, and I really envisioned myself being a professional athlete someday, and so that's all I dreamed and thought about, and like I said, on Sundays, I kind of dust my Bible off, make sure that my fair insurance policy was still in place uh, so I wouldn't go to hell someday and, and uh, do my own thing, and uh, right before my senior of high school, my dad literally drugged me to a youth conference. I didn't want to go. I went kicking and screaming. Uh, I wasn't interested, but much to my surprise, the, the featured speaker at this conference uh, was a professional football player. And so that had my attention. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize you could be a Christian and be an athlete simultaneously. It's the first time it even crossed my mind that that could be a possibility. And I listened to him that night and just really identified with where he was at and his stories and and uh, my dad kind of picked up that I was really, really kind of locked in. And so he invited that speaker to actually pay a visit to our hotel room after he finished his talk. And for three hours, I just drilled him with questions and questions about what it really meant to live for Christ, what it meant to be obedient, what it really meant to trust the Lord. And uh, in the wee hours of that, uh, that late, late night, uh, I gave my life to Christ, and I really didn't know what that meant, what would change, but uh, literally things began to change in a dramatic way, and all of a sudden, uh, going to church wasn't uh, something I dreaded. It was something I enjoyed. Uh, getting Reading God's Word on a daily basis was something I began to rely upon heavily, uh, and so I lived my senior year for Christ, and um, Ended up uh, going and going uh, to college and playing college football, and some of the dreams I had were were definitely taking place. But the main thing that happened was that Christ was now in charge of my life. And so, when I graduated from college, I really wanted to go into full time ministry. Um, I wanted to go work for a sports ministry. At that point, I'd never even heard of of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and. Uh, my parents, who were obviously great supporters of me in this faith journey, really encouraged me to, uh, before I you know, went into ministry, that I actually pursued a full-time job. And so I actually uh, became a certified public accountant, and I was actually working in the workforce. 
when I moved to Seattle, I, I found out about this ministry called FCA, and I began to volunteer some time, work some summer camps, uh, begin to involve myself with some, you know, just some uh, the leadership and administrative work with FCA, and I fell in love with that ministry. And so after four years in the workplace, I left uh, my job as a CPA, and I became the assistant state director of FCA in the state of Washington. And I did that as well as serving as the chaplain of the Seattle Supersonics and worked with the, the Mariners, Seattle Mariners, the Seattle Seahawks, the University of Washington athletes, and was really, really, you know, just thoroughly enjoying this, this, uh, you know, this love of sports and this love of the Lord kind of married together. And in 1989, the Lord took me a little bit of a, of a journey. Uh, an opportunity opened up uh, at the FCA National Headquarters here in Kansas City. And much to my surprise, um, I ended up here in Kansas City working for FCA, the national headquarters. And God was really orchestrating a really cool plan behind the scenes. Little did I know that this would become my home for the next, uh, well, up to the present. You know, 30 plus years later, I'm still here, still uh, doing ministry. Um, I did work for FCA for 11 years in that, in that role at the national headquarters. But 20 years ago, I left there to start this new ministry called Character That Counts. Uh, and it really was not only, uh, uh, not only had some sports uh, feel to it, but it also helped me focus more on men's ministry. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to do more of a speaking ministry and a, and a book writing ministry. And so uh, for 20 years now, we've been doing that. And it's been an incredible journey. Uh, I would have never dreamed it. Uh, I'm as ordinary as they come. I'm actually not a very gifted writer. But I've somehow, the Lord has orchestrated me to write 30 books, which blows me away. Uh, I'm really not that gifted of a speaker, but God, you know, continues to use me uh, in ways I never dreamed or imagined. And so, uh, you know, God has taken a pretty ordinary guy who just has a, has a deep love for the Lord and, and done, he's done unbelievable things in and through me. So I just... I just stand back in awe of what the goodness that God has and his faithfulness and his goodness to me and the journey's been, had me on. I, I outpunted my coverage and I met my wife. She was actually a medical missionary in the country of Yemen. Uh, when, when I first heard about her through her identical twin sister, I began to pray for her from afar. And when she moved to Kansas city to, you know, after she finished that mission trip, I met her. Uh, we fell in love pretty quickly got engaged and, and married and now we've been married 27 years and God has blessed us with four great kids uh we're just so so blessed by that as well so uh gosh uh living the dream living the dream Alex it's been a, it's been a blessing that's so amazing um I, I love your story how how Christ can literally uh change you from living for yourself on Monday through through Saturday even though you're saying that you're a Christian on on Sunday and everything. And then Christ just literally changes you from the inside out uh, with that one Christian conference and the, uh, the athlete who, who helped change your life. Um, so today, like I said earlier, we're going to be talking about Christian character and you obviously have um, a lot of experience with that, considering uh, the fact that you have a ministry called character that counts. Um, And that's something that is so important in each and every one of our lives as Christians, Christian character. So uh, Rod, what is Christian character? 
Well, uh, and it is a vast, vast, big, big word. Um, and every day I wake up just saying, Lord, help me to be the kind of person that has the kind of character that represents not only you, but this organization well. And I tell people, you know, your character is really the, the, the soul, the heart and soul of who you are. Uh, you mean, you know, it's doing the right thing when nobody's watching. It's, it's, you know, not, it's having, you know, right attitudes, right at reactions, right uh, uh, conduct, right living, doing the right thing and being that right person. And, and that's a challenge because, you know, a lot of people, they have a secret world. Um, they have a, you know, Hey, here's my, here's my, uh, my Christian uh, time. And now here's my, what I'm really doing privately on the side. And, and I've just never believed that that's what true character is all about. True character is you're the same person publicly, personally, and privately as well. You, there's no difference. And so to me, um, you know, you don't, you know, you don't, uh, you know, put on a kind of a false pretense. You're the same person. Like I say, whether somebody's watching or somebody's applauding or somebody's looking, you know, and, and Dwight L. Moody said it well. He says, character is what you are in the dark. And I've always just thought that that's exactly what it is. It's, it's, you know, being true to yourself and true to the Lord and, and true in front of other people as well. It's not, it's not putting on any type of hypocrisy. And so obviously what I'm talking about is a challenge for most people uh, because, you know, we're told by society, you know, to fake it till you make it, you know, to, you know, become somebody you're not. And, the cool thing is, is when the Lord really uh, gets a hold of your life in a, in a, in a way that only he can do, he, sh he, he, he begins to tell you who you really are in Christ. And, and that's what I really feel like God has done. He's allowed me to, to, through his power, through his spirit, through his strength, to become this, this transformed person. We talked about it earlier, this person who used to be very selfish and self-centered and prideful and, you know, and just, you know, I mean, ugly, stinky attitude and behavior. Everything was, and, and, he, and, he, and he transformed me, made me new, a new creation. And so now, you know, I want to live by biblical truth. And I know you've selected some verses for us to look at, which, uh, Alex, these are great verses. These are verses that are, are critical to me and, and, and critical to our ministry. And so, so to answer your question, characters, what you are in the dark, it's who you really are when, when right. nobody's watching. And when you do that through the power of your Holy Spirit, God can get incredibly glorified. And that's, that's the goal of a, of a Christ-centered life is to bring glory to, the, to our Savior. Right. It's living for Christ every single moment of every single day, whenever people are watching, whenever people aren't watching, when we have that Christian character, we will show that by what we do uh, when no one is watching. And that's something that a lot of people are missing. We're saying, yeah, I'm a Christian over here at church and at youth group or, or whatever. And then we're, when we're at home alone, we're, we're doing and saying things that we shouldn't be. We're watching things that we shouldn't be like pornography, doing this and doing that. And that's not how Christ wants us to live our lives. It is continually dying to ourself and living for the Lord instead of living for ourselves. Um, I, I uh, pulled up a few verses. Uh, one of them is Philippians 4, verse 8, and it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, 
whatever is lovely, whatever is con commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's any worthy, anything worthy of praise, think on these things. So as Christians, we need to be thinking on the things of God instead of thinking on the things of man, because the things of man are so evil, so sick, so, so abhorrent to God because they're so sinful. And, and because Christ is holy, we need to think on the things that are holy, whatever's true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, all of these things, we need to think on them. And when we think on them, when, when we do that, we will have good Christian character if we are continually uh, thinking on those things instead of thinking on the things of the world. You know, and I'm thinking, when, I'm, when I hear that verse, and that is one of my all-time favorites, in fact, it's been a go-to verse for me during this COVID-19, uh, not just verse 8, but actually starting verse 4, where it talks about rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice, and takes us through prayer. But, you know, uh, some people, they have, a, they have a, a view of the Bible that the Bible is just a bunch of don'ts. Don't do this. Don't do this. But you know what? The Bible is also full of a bunch of do's. And, you know, if you spend your time doing the do's, in fact, the things that it talks about here in verse 8, you don't have time to do the don'ts. Right. You know, and, and, and the cool thing is when you do these things, when you're thinking about the things that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely, good repute, things of excellence, you know, what it does is it, it, it sends you into a spirit of, of gratefulness and thankfulness. And you, you actually, uh, you know, spend your time thinking on the positive and not on the negative. And, you know, th you know, I mean, it just, it just, it creates uh, some momentum in your own life, but it also, uh, in a world that's so negative and so destructive and so, you know, anti-God, I mean, you, re you really become the salt and the light of the world. You become a, a bright light to the people that are around you. And, and it actually makes you attractive mm -hmm. uh, to people. I, I was actually golfing with a couple of guys last week and they were just so fun to be with. And the guy that I was playing with had never met them before that day. And so we're, we're golfing. And when we finished our round, the guy that, that uh, was new to these other two guys that I knew, he, as we're taking our bags off the cart, he says, guys, he goes, you guys are so attractive. You're so, it's such a sweet spirit. And he goes, I love being with you today. And he, and he just right there in the parking lot, he says, can I pray for you guys? Can I pray that God will continue to let you be people who let Christ's light shine brightly. And I thought to myself, that was, that was, what we experienced today was Philippians 4.8. Mm -hmm. We experienced that firsthand with, with some guys, and they saw it. They saw the fruit of the Spirit. They saw these, these attitudes. They saw these behaviors, this conduct. And it was, it was, just, it was just, a, just a pleasure, a pleasure to interface with them that day and to see what God was doing. So praise, praise God for that verse. And you got some other ones here too. Take us through these. I like the fact that you mentioned the fruit of the Spirit because that's actually one of the verses that I uh, pulled up. Um, and it's in Galatians uh, chapter 5, verses 20 through, 22 through 23. But, it, but the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. So like, like you were talking about the fruit of the spirit, we, when we are in Christ and when Christ is in us, we have these fruits of the spirit. And because of that, when we focus on the things of God, thinking on these things like Philippians four, and then once we 
uh, focus on the fruit of the Spirit, what Christ has given us once we have those fruits, uh, that will show our true character uh, in how we live our lives. Amen, brother. You preach it. <laughs> I love it. So, um, and then another verse that I have is Second Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Uh, so, Rod, I kind of just want you to talk about this verse, what it means to you. Um, and so, yeah, go. So, yeah, obviously there's seven things listed there that are so beautiful. And it just shows you what begins to happen when Christ begins to renew your mind, when he begins to do things. You know, the, these character qualities begin to emerge. And then if you wouldn't mind, Alex, uh, read verse 10, because verse 10 has been one of my go-to verses uh, from, from, uh, from almost the initial start of Character That Counts. And it actually is the verse that we use that's identified with the accountability questions. And I'm, I'm going to show your viewers here the card. This is our accountability questions that we've come up with. There's actually 10 questions on this little card. But you'll notice 2 Peter, um, Peter 1.10 is the verse that's been on here forever and ever. And it says, and I'll paraphrase, and you can read it if you've got it there in front of you. It says, as long as you practice these things, <laughs> as long as you continue to practice these things, you're basically going to, you're going to have success. You're going to be able to, to be, this, this, be this person of character. So do you got it there? I want you to read that verse for us. Second uh, Peter uh, 1. 10. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never stumble. Yeah, I'm going to go on and read verse 11. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. See, and, and here's what it's saying is when you practice those kind of disciplines and the, those kind of character qualities, it says you're not going to stumble. Mm -hmm. You're going you're gonna to make it to the finish. You're going you're gonna to do it. And, and for me, uh, what I've discovered over the years, you know, I may in my mind say I want to be a man of character. But how I live it out on a practical basis is I submit myself to accountability. I invite people to walk with me, to challenge me, to encourage me. You know, we're never, we're never meant to leave the, live this Christian life alone in isolation. You know, we're, the, the, the spirit of this, Alex, is I need you, you need me, and we need one another. And, and, and by and by encouraging each other, sharpening each other, praying for each other, encouraging each other in this journey, guess what? Then we can actually live out this thing called, called character. But without the accountability, man, I mean, it, it, it gets difficult. <laughs> it gets hard, you know. I mean, to, uh, you know, the enemy, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know your sports background, but, and I'm not really a soccer player, but here's what I've learned about, about, about soccer. The, 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 the best way for someone to score a goal against a goalkeeper is for that, for that uh, attacker to put himself in a position where there's nobody, no other defenders in the way, and he can go one-on-one -on -one against the goalie. Mm -hmm. 
you know, a breakaway shot or whatever. I mean, that's what he's looking for, a chance to, not, you know, just be one-on-one against the goalie. And that's what the enemy wants to do too. Think about it. Satan would love to get one-on-one with you. Right. You have no defenders around you where you have nobody helping you in that battle. And that's, that's a, I think, a beautiful picture of what this Christian life is all about. You know, Scripture says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Mm-hmm. Scripture tells us that two are better than one because they have good return for their work. If one falls down, this freak can help him up. But pity the man who falls and there's nobody to help him up. And, you know, we are designed for relationship. We're designed not just for this vertical relationship with God, but horizontal relationships with other people. And, man, when we got, we got both those working together, guess what? Second Peter one ten. We're not going to stumble. Right. We're not going to stumble. We're going to make it. And that's, and that's, and that's, uh, that's basically what I've been doing the last twenty years is is trying to, through books and through speaking and through just, you know, the different places God has has put me in front to tell people, man, to live out this life of character, you got to be accountable. You got to be accountable. And so. I feel I feel like I'm kind of a broken record, 20 years straight. But man, people are still seeing the value and seeing the importance, and it's 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 been it's been awesome to watch. Yeah. Accountability is something that is very special in my life. I have a group of guys to keep me accountable for uh, for things in my life that I deal with on a day to day basis, texting me, praying for me, doing this, and I do the same thing for them. And that's something that we constantly, as Christians, need. People need. People, like you said, iron sharpens iron. Um, Every Christian needs a group of people to help keep them accountable uh, to their faith and to their walk with the Lord um, and to keep them accountable to stay so that they will keep away from sinning. Um, And and these verses, 2 Peter 1, 5 through 7, we need to add these things to our faith. They need to be our foundation of our faith because when we're not when they are not our foundation we're, we're just going to crumble uh we'll crumble every single time uh life throws something at us or satan shoots an uh, a fiery dart at us we'll crumble we need to add these things to our faith they need to be the foundation of our faith and then romans 12 2 that's another verse that uh that's one of my life verses and it's a verse that i've used a lot um in a lot of my uh, podcast episodes, but it says, do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what the, is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And, and so mm-hmm. as Christians, every single day we need to wake up and say, God, transform my mind, renew my mind so that we won't conform to the ways of this world, because when we're conforming uh, to the ways of this world, God hates it. He he. He, the Bible says he is holy, he is set apart. And when we say we're Christians and then we go living in sin, being part of this world, we're, we're not being holy, we're being unholy, we're being sinful. God doesn't want that. God died to take, Jesus died so that we can be free from our sin, not so that we can be enslaved to our sin and conformed to the ways of this world. And as Christians who say we want good character who or who have good character, we shouldn't be conforming to the ways of this world. We should be uh, conforming to God and we should be in our minds should be renewed towards the things of God. Mm. That's really well said, Alex. And I'm reminded as you said that, that, you know, it's not about being sinless. 
but we begin to sin less. <laughs> and there's a, you know, I mean, we're all flawed. We're all imperfect. I mean, that verse even said about being perfect. And I think some guys, men and women may think, oh, well, I can never be perfect. Mm-hmm. But you know what? This is not about perfection. It's about direction because we are sinful creatures. But the cool thing is we begin to shed those, those attitudes that are not glorifying to God. As we begin to put away that old man as we become renewed, uh, which is what Romans really is, 12 is talking about be renewed by the renewing your mind. When that begins to happen, we begin to sin less. We begin to move towards, and it's all about this path of walking towards Christ-likeness and godliness. And guess what? We'll never arrive fully at that place until we're at the end of our life, eyeball to eyeball with him. And that's what makes this Christian faith such an exciting journey is every day is a new discovery. Every day is a new challenge. Every day is a new opportunity to, to grow in Christ's likeness, to grow in godliness. And, and uh, you know, I look back when I was your age, and I probably thought, well, you know, now that I'm a believer, I got this all figured out. But man, I'm, I'm way, way, way moved down the trail, and yet I still have so much farther to go as well. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm on the right path. I'm on the right direction. I'm still growing. I'm still maturing. I'm still, you know, becoming the man that God wants me to be as he continues to sanctify me, as he continues to allow me to experience him to the full. So uh, it, I tell you what, becoming a Christian uh, – is, is a decision I never have regretted. It has been the most incredible journey. And uh, it's a journey I'm so glad that when I was, you know, like I say, right before my senior year of high school, that I got off that thinking that I just have a fire insurance policy because that, that was, I, there was no joy. There was no, uh, there was no abundant life. There was no uh, satisfaction, no peace. I mean, I was so, I was such, and I was angry. I was frustrated. I was always disappointed. Uh, you know, and, and when you're living for yourself, that's what happens. You, you, you just see the, the fruitlessness of your life. Yep. That, so, was my life. that was my life before I was a Christian. <laughs> I had no fruit. Yeah. I claimed to be a Christian. I raised my hands during worship and everything. There were no fruit. I, all I was doing was living for myself instead of living for the Lord. And when we do that, we won't have that fruit. We'll have fruitlessness, like you just said. Um, so we need to we need to live for Christ. We need to have good Christian character. We need to we need to not live for this world. We need to run towards the things of God. Think on these things, like it says on Philippi- in Philippians four eight. Uh, Rod, I I really appreciate you being on today's episode. Um, so thank you so much for, for being a guest on here. Uh, but with that being said, that is going to come to an end of the episode because the Zoom meeting is about to end in just a few minutes. <laughs> uh, so Rod, just, I, I greatly appreciate it. I love your story. I love your, I love your ministry and everything that you're doing. Thank you. And keep fighting that good fight, Alex. We're in this together, okay? Yes, sir. You betcha. All right. God See you later. Thanks. Bye. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It has everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. First of all, Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor 
It's totally free. So if you are looking to record a podcast, go to the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. You can also check us out at Stonewall's Perspective on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest news. Stay anchored.